are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi at the Ready at 20 service, London. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church UK, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Hewitt-Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful sermon.
on a special mission to be a preacher and a teacher win the lost at any cost for Jesus Christ I must plant a church and make it grow so 
somehow This is my mission The work of God But I need the anointing The anointing breaks the yoke Without the power I cannot Oh, oh, oh. 
Hallelujah. First of all, you enjoying our concerts and our first of experience. I hope you are enjoying them. The song she was singing reminded me of um, Moses' words. Moses' words to God were that, um, carry me up not from hence if you not go with me. So I believe the presence of God shall go with us. Amen. Amen. How many of you have been enjoying our overcoming lukewarmness message? That's part one. How many of you enjoyed that message? I believe it was a very fantastic. How many of you know it was a hot message? It was a hot message, a passionate message. I believe the Lord has another hot message for us. The Bible says that the word of God, it's quick and powerful. So tell your neighbor, expect to be cut a bit. Expect to be uh, rebuked a bit. Expect to be corrected a bit. Now tell them, expect to be encouraged. Expect to be lifted up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready, help me welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard Oye, oh, as we sing our song of faith. to be in your house. Thank you for another blessed service. Thank you for the presence of your power and the presence of your love. Help us, Lord. Help us to know you more. Help us to love you more. Help us to become better servants and children of yours, Lord. Make us into what you want us to be. Let your will be done amongst us today. Thank you for the precious Holy Spirit who is here with us today. We bless your name. Praise your name. Thanking you always, Lord. Thanking you for the blessed opportunity to be in your holy presence. In Christ Jesus' name I pray and every saint of God shall say Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Take your seats. Take your seats. when I say, say amen, you say amen. Okay. All right. 
Say amen. amen. And say amen. amen. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are two different things. Yes. All right. But it's a great blessing to see all of you again. It's always nice to be in church, isn't it? How many of you look forward to Sunday afternoons? Sunday afternoons. Sunday afternoons. It's a great blessing. And um, last week, like um, Bishop Kent was saying, we started sharing on overcoming lukewarmness. So we want to continue sharing on overcoming lukewarmness. And um, I believe that we'll be greatly blessed. Wonderful. Revelation chapter 3. And uh, we are overcoming lukewarmness. How many of you are determined to overcome lukewarmness? Yes, we're going to overcome lukewarmness. So Revelation chapter 3, and um, I think I'd like to read from verse 15 today. Last week we read for a very long time. You didn't look too happy, so. So today I'm starting from verse 15, overcoming lukewarmness. Okay, so it says that I know thy works. Is it okay to um, sit at the beginning of the sermon? Yes. So it says that, I know thy works, okay? That thou art neither cold nor hot. This is the problem. That you are not cold and you are not hot. If you were cold, he could heat you up. And if you were hot, he could use you. Yes. I don't think he's saying that um, if you are cold, I will use you. And if you are hot, I will use you. No. He said, you can't, he can't tell what you are. If you are cold, you can be warmed up a bit, you know, to be encouraged, to get a bit alive. Or if you are hot, then we are in business. But you are not cold and you are not hot. So he says that I would you were cold or hot. It's like I wish you were one of them. I wish you were an unbeliever so that we can come and witness to you. And anakazo you and drag you to church. I wish you were cold, totally cold, like a flatliner. Non-responsive. You don't respond to anything. But it's like you found some middle ground. You know, and the world today has found a middle ground in Christianity. You meet people and they are they are religious, but they are not born again. They are religious, but they are not they are not serious with God. That you meet another group of people who are born again, but they are not serious at all. At all. I mean, at all. They are, they are neither here nor there. And I remember asking a lot of questions. I mean, last week's like, would you prefer, would you prefer um, lukewarm Fanta? Would you like it? It's not cold and it's not hot. What about tea? Would you prefer lukewarm tea? It's, it's got to be hot. It has to be hot. Tea has to be hot. Lukewarm. It, it, it's, lukewarm is as though you are. I don't want to describe it to you. It's not, it's, not, it's not a nice feeling. When, yeah, it's not a nice experience. Neither when you are in a relationship do you want, do you want someone who is indifferent. You know, the person says, I love you. 
but you know doesn't call you unless you call doesn't send you a message unless you send a message when you say I love you the person says me too when you say I've missed you then the person says oh really oh that's that's amazing that's amazing I've missed you that's amazing I've mixed it. The person sends you thumbs up. He's like, yeah. It's working. How many of you like that type of relationship? When the person sees you, the person will not even come near you. Unless you go near the person. And when you go near the person, the first expression, have you finished everything? Are you now seeing me? That's quite, that's quite a bush behavior. That's even not cold or hot. I think we are entering into another kind of problem. Yes. But you would wish, you would wish your relationships and your dealings are all hot ones. Alive. Flowy. Alert. Alive. Exciting. Not, not passive. Passivity Passivity is a very dangerous thing. It's if, you, if you know your scriptures well, the principle of passivity was used to kill an excellent elite soldier called Uriah. One of, one of David's mighty men, one of the mighty men of Israel. He was one of the mighty men. What was used to kill him was passivity. If you are ever a leader, if you are ever a leader, do you understand? A leader of anything and you detect passivity amongst, because if you're a leader, you must have, it means you have people who follow or you have people that you are leading. I think people feel better when you say people you are leading and people who are following, isn't it? Okay, you have people you are leading. Okay, no problem. Once you understand, you understand. Always eliminate a lukewarm person because that is a passive person. That is the person who has the ability to kill you. That's the person who has the ability to eliminate you. The person who is neither good nor bad. The, pers- the person who plays here and there. I'm on both sides. These are your enemies and these are the people who are with you. And the person is friends with your enemies and is friends with you as well. No, you don't need such a person in your ranks. That's the, that's the lukewarm person. That's the person when you say, shoot, advance. No, not interested. That's exactly what was used to kill. King David gave the instruction and he said, take him to the hottest part of the battle. And whilst he's busy fighting, withdraw. Watch him. In other words, watch him fight. Watch him fight by himself. Watch him fight. Just watch him fight. Oh, yes. Change the version. Change, change. Still, it's not, it's not helping us. He says that, can you see the latter part? Then pull back so that he will be killed. Station Uriah on the front lines where the battle is fiercest. Then 
pull back so that you'll be killed. Become lukewarm. Act as though there's no fight going on. That is when Uriah can be destroyed. So, go back to Revelation chapter 3. You will see why verse 16 now says that. Verse 16 now says that. So then, because thou art lukewarm, that's the condition that you are not, you are neither hot nor cold, or cold nor hot. That condition is called lukewarm. I will spew thee out of my mind. I'll spit you out. I don't want you. I don't like you. Have you put something in your mouth and run to the bathroom before? How many of you have had that experience where you put something in your mouth? You have to run to the bathroom. You know, I'm telling you all these wonderful stories and as you are laughing, just to tell you what you should not become in the mouth of God and in the sight of God. Don't become something that is neither cold nor hot. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Don't, don't, become, don't become someone who used to be very zealous and active and then you are not anymore. Someone who was loyal, faithful. You had strength zeal, commit, committed, devoted. Suddenly, we can't tell where you are. Suddenly, you understand this, and then you understand this, and you say, you know, you, know how, you know how it is. You know how you've become political. No. That, is, that is where you start experiencing rejection. Because God can't use you anymore. God likes people. God likes people who have a stance like, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is where I am. Not I'm here. Then I'm there. You know what the Bible says? You know, the Bible says it, but it looks as it looks as though these days, you know, it looks as though these days God doesn't mind certain things. Ah. Ah, God hasn't changed. This morning I was listening to somebody talking, and the person said, one of the things that amazes him about the Bible is that what amazes him about the Bible is that. It is the same book, the same writing, the same content. But he said over 20 years or so, every time the Bible is read, it has a different meaning. The same thing that is read meant something when he was 15 years old. Today, he's 40 whatever years old, reads the same thing and it has another meaning. That's That's how relevant the Bible is. The Bible doesn't change. The Bible doesn't change. God doesn't, God doesn't change his mind about things he has listed that don't do this, don't do that. He hasn't changed his mind. Is the, is the, is the world, is the world that has changed and the world, the world that feels that some things should be more accepted. Do you understand? Some things should be more acceptable. Should be more acceptable. It's like these things should be more acceptable. So, we are forcing it and trying to impose it on God. But now, it's acceptable. It's acceptable to be this way. And then, and then, when, and then when, when you speak against it, when you speak against somebody who has never read the Bible in his life, will say it's hate speech. Never read it. Doesn't even know what the Bible says. And you see that gradually as the church absorbs the standards, the standards of people who don't know anything about the Bible, 
the church becomes neither cold nor hot. Because we've accepted anything and everything. We've, we, we've just accepted it. It's like, it's okay. It's like, oh yeah, 2023, 21st century. This is okay. This doesn't matter. You know, and it's like, the more people we see doing it, the more acceptable it's supposed to be. But church is not based on democratic principles. It's in democracy that the majority are right or the majority goes, I don't even know whether they are right, but the majority wins. Yes, the majority wins. That more people, then yes, it's, it's okay, we accept it. But when I read, the last time I checked my Bible, it says that broad is the way. And many there be that are on that road. It means that a lot of people are on a particular road. That leadeth to life, to prosperity, to blessedness, to heaven. It leadeth to destruction. If, if, if what it's saying to us, what it's saying to us is that rather when you see many more people becoming a certain way, be wary about that thing. Be wary about that thing. It means there's everything wrong with that lifestyle. That now a lot of people are becoming. A lot of, a lot of people. So it, it, says, it says that enter in at the straight gate. Because wide is the gate. Wide is the gate. It's wide because a lot of people have to go through. And then broad is the way. You know, it's very... It's very just, it's, I'm saying that broad is the way where a lot of people are and what a lot of people are doing. Ah. Is my message making you uncomfortable? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether I'm supposed to make you comfortable. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm supposed to. But I'm reading the Bible to you. Change the version for us. Because change it. You can't because I, I felt a lot of people don't understand what straight mean, meant. Yes, that's so that's why I wanted to change it. He said you can enter God's kingdom. That is, you can only please God and be where God is and under the laws and rules of God through the narrow gate. It's narrow. It means it's not easy to squeeze in. You're going to shed some things off and make some sacrifices and make some adjustments. Because to serve God, to serve God, to serve God, to be a servant of God, it says that the narrow way gate. Then he says that there's a highway. highway another word for highway, highway, this kind, we don't use highway, we use motorway. Uh-huh, motorway. You have four lanes. You have five lanes. Speed limit is 70 miles per hour. In London, speed limit is 20 miles per hour. So highway, fast. A lot of cars. A lot of cars. The fastest are the survivors. You can move, let's go. I mean, not uh, motorways like M25. There's always traffic. You can't, you, can't, you can't express yourself on it. Yes. You need motorways that nobody uses. Nobody goes in that direction. Then you, then you understand what a motorway is. 
So he said, the highway to hell is broad. And its gate is wide. Because many choose that way. Many choose that. So what I'm saying to you is that the fact that it's the majority, a lot of people, are, or a lot of people, meaning that it's easy to find somebody who has that lifestyle. It's very easy to find. Because when, when you find somebody who is just like you, who does what you do, you don't feel uncomfortable. You feel comfortable. You even feel assured that you are, what you are doing is not bad. When you can find, oh, one, you say, oh, that, this, one, this one is also like that. Oh, I, I heard this one also is like that. I heard this one also does it. They say, oh, even this one, the way he even walks in the service, I know he is one of them. Then you become comfortable. Then you become comfortable. But that is the very way that the scripture is saying that it is leading to destruction. If at this one, I like this one, it's going to hell. The highway to hell is broad. Yes, and this gate is why that is to hell. A lot of people go to church, a lot of people are in church, they, they don't think they'll go to hell. But they have lifestyles that are leading them to hell. And they don't think they are going to hell because they have seen seven other people. And they know about 50 others in their workplace and in their school who are just like them. So they feel it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. That is why. not ceased to marvel and to wonder how you can have someone close to you or even dare say you are in a relationship in this sense we call it beloved that you are attempting to beloved though someone who gives you the opportunity to sin I think you are not serious at all I think you are one of the most non-serious people where Christianity is concerned. That's someone who guides you and encourages you, even if you initiate it. But the person responds. And that's the person you want to enter into such a deep contract with. What else, what else is the person going to do to you? What else are you going to do? But you see, when you do it, then you remember. Oh, this one also does it. Oh, this one also does it. Oh, I've seen, I've seen it here being done. I said, then you see a lot of people doing it, and then you feel it is the right thing, but it is not the right thing. It is not the right thing. That's why I'm reading Matthew seven verse thirteen to you. That what a lot of people are doing is likely to be wrong. A lot of people are not in church today. There are more people not in church than in church. You are a unique group of people. The Sunday afternoon, you've gone to church. Majority, majority are watching football. Majority are shopping. I'm not saying it's a, a sin to watch football. It's not a sin to watch football. To find yourself in church. It's a tight road to take. It's a tight road to take. Most of your friends are not in church. Most of your friends are not in church. Most of my friends are not in church. I've been, I've been to, I've been, where do you, where do you meet friends? Is it not in school? It's school, it's school that you make friends. Is it right? 
I've been to school from nursery to the university. Most of the people I met along this road are not in church. Are not in church. It's so rare and strange to find a schoolmate or a former schoolmate who goes to church or who believes. Even when you say, you're even surprised. You even wonder, has a person got a terminal condition or something? It's like, how did, how did this person get saved? It's like, has something happened? Yes, you even want to know what happened that you started going to church. What, what happened? Because most people are not. Most people are not. And that is why evangelism is important. That's why we evangelize, we preach, I mean, relentlessly, relentlessly. That's why we evangelize, we preach, we send missionaries, we encourage people, become a missionary, become a missionary, be a preacher, go, go and preach the gospel. And I'm still looking for more people to go and do churches in Europe, you know. We cannot leave Europe to Satan. Oh, yes. You cannot leave Europe to Satan. To Satan. Yes. So God is looking for people who say, I will go to Europe. I'll go to Norway. I'll go to Sweden. I'll go to Finland. I will go there. I'll get a job, even if a remote job. I'll live there and preach the gospel. Oh, yes. God is still looking for people. I'll go to Austria. Oh, yes. He's still looking for people. He's not looking for fans. He's looking for people. You say, I will go. I am going. I am going. I will go. I will go there and be there. And let souls be saved. But most people don't do that. Most don't go. Most don't go. I've traveled many times to different parts of Europe on a Friday afternoon. And I return on a Sunday evening. What I have noticed is that nine out of ten times, the people that I go with on Friday are the same group that I come back on Sundays. But our missions are different. Because when we are going, they are drunk. And I'm speaking in tongues. And when we are coming back, they are drunk. And I'm sleepy and tired. Yes. But it's usually the same ghost. I, I notice them. I notice them and I hear their voices talking about the experience that they're going to have, what they're going to do, talking. Same group. People go to Europe all the time and come back. But not for the gospel. Not for the gospel. Not for and perhaps because the church people are lukewarm. That's why they don't travel for it. But people travel all the time. They travel very, you know, when they speak, okay, these are intelligent people. These are people with professions. These are people with jobs. They are not, they are not, they are not street boys. Street boys can't afford it. They don't go anywhere. They don't afford it. Those who go out and come are not, I don't even know the word. They, they are not it. They have good jobs. Just that they can afford every weekend to go and come. But Christians, Christians don't want to do any sad things for God. Because we are lukewarm. Even though we've heard, we've heard the messages, we know the things. Maybe God will touch your heart today. 
and you may say to the Lord that Lord, I think I think I can I can do it. Lord, I think I can. Lord, consider me. I think I can do it. I can do it for you. I can do it for you. I can do it for you because you will not have friends who go, and you know why they go. They have other there there are other things they go and do. But what about the gospel? Back to Revelation chapter 3. How come I haven't finished reading uh, my introductory verse? Yes. It says that, So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, hey, may we become hot. May we become hot. May we become hot for Jesus. Yes. May you not lose your hotness. May your hotness also not be historic. Don't say you were hot when you were in first year. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, Don't say that. Don't say When we get to heaven, then we can discuss what you have achieved. When we get to heaven, let's get there. But finish the race well here. Well. So when I was in first year, when I was in second year, I was hot. Those days. Those were the days. No. You should be burning now. And you should be burning 10 years from now. You should be burning hot for God. Hot for Jesus. When it gets to issues of loyalty, you are very against these loyal people as you were. When it gets to non-Christian antichrist things, you are very against it as you were 10 years from now. 10 years from now. So, did we finish reading? Verse 17, verse 17. Today is a short service. We are closing soon. <laughs> because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with good and have, and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Verse 18, I counsel thee to, I, to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. How many of you like to be hot for Jesus and hot for God, no matter where you are? Even if today is your first time, from, from what we've said so far, you can see that, look, you have to choose. You can't be here and there. Dabbling, dabbling in things that, that it, 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 makes, it makes your temperature drop. And God doesn't like it. He doesn't like your temperature. He's dropping. He wants you hot for hot for God. Hot for God. Those of you who have finished uni already, don't say that when I was on, on in the university campus, I was very hot and alive. Be hot now. Yes, yes. Claiming sheep forever, lifetime sheep. when you don't have new, new, you're not doing new things. That's why you start claiming historic sheep. As if it's marriage. 
He said, this is, this is my wife, forever my wife. Started churches. One of the churches, of the churches I started. They have had, had two services this morning. I don't claim them. They ask, these are my sheep. These are my people. I don't even talk like that. These are my members. These are my members. Yes. Come to me, all ye that go to um, that place. Okay. Last week, I think I gave you how many? One or two? On how to overcome, we are talking about overcoming lukewarmness. Okay, overcoming lukewarmness. So last week, which what what did I give you? Say it again. Overcome self righteousness. Yes, overcome self righteousness. And we read Galatians chapter one verse verse ten. So, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant. Of Christ, so the the leaning on pleasing men, and that it's a it's a real pressure point to please men, to be like everybody, or, or to be accepted, to be accepted, to be accepted. People are really disturbed when people don't accept them. You see, but our culture, our world, makes us want to please people. That's why you see somebody in a hairstyle, you want a hairstyle. You see somebody wear a particular dress, a particular way. You say, okay, this, this is in fashion now. You have to dress this. Because if, like, if you don't dress that way, you're not, it's like you don't feel accepted. You don't feel like you belong. So things, these neutral things affects us and creeps into our serving God. So when, even when people are wrong, because maybe they sound like they have a voice, they are the majority, you want to be like them. You want to be, because you want to please everybody. And God is not impressed. If God was a man, I'm sure there are times that he will sit there and look at, look at some, some of us and say, well, shame on you. Shame on you. Look at the discussion you are having. Look at the phone call you've made. Look at the people you've met up with. Look at the people, look at the people, your, your, your wedding reception. Look at the people you've invited. Your birthday party. Look at the people who are there. Look at the people who are there. Look at the people that you have gathered. Look at shame on you. They say you are hot for Christ. Look at the gathering that you have. Look at even your dressing. This is what is nice to you. Look at the music that is playing. I'm not available. And then sun, by Sunday you are in church. Sunday you are in church. They say you're a man of God. You just finished dancing to availability. And then you are sitting in church. So self-righteousness. Because we have in us to please people, to please people, to feel accepted, to feel righteous in the eyes of men. We like it when men approve of us, when men like us. We like, we really like, I mean, we really like it. We really like it. You see the way I'm preaching today? 
it can be a very dangerous way to preach. Somebody will say, no, 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 this man. No, 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 no. I mean, right from, right from the first sound of the bell at round one. I mean, he's looking for an uppercut to, to knock out. <laughs> because I'm not here to please men. You know, pastors, when God gives us a message, you see, the, the message bends in you. It bends in you. Many times, even though the congregation is clapping, by the time end of the service, you feel like crying. Because it's like God sent you out to go and build a skyscraper and you've built a hut. If you're honest, if ministers are honest, the next thing you have to overcome, overcome the possibility of becoming enemy of God and an enemy of the church. Did you understand the English? Overcome the possibility because it is possible. Yes, the possibility. So in me, possibility means that there will be opportunity. Then there will be a chance to become. And when you fall for it, it means you are lukewarm. It's lukewarm people Passive people, passive people, in people who are neither here nor there, or they are both here and they are there. <laughs> yeah, look warm. How can you? How can? How can you? How can you be here and there? How, I mean, how can you? How can you be friends with your friend's enemy? What do you even talk about? What do you even talk about? I said, but people don't like to take a stance. I'm for Jesus. I'm for Jesus. I'm for Jesus. No matter why I am for Jesus. I am for Jesus. That's like, it's, it's very easy to wear shirts that say Louis Vuitton than to say Jesus died for your sins. I'm not saying you shouldn't wear shirts that say Louis Vuitton. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I understand the context which I'm talking. But I'm saying that it's easier. Yes. Because it doesn't belong. In, or, or most people understand Louis Vuitton. But most people do not understand. You know, once we went on outreach and we we're holding placards and things at I think Oxford Circus or Leicester Square, one of those places. And then suddenly an angry man appeared. I, I mean, he's so angry. I, I, and I think somebody was standing next to me who had a placard that says, Jesus is the answer. He was so angry. He came. He didn't come to the person. He came to me because the person was the kid. He said, "He's the answer to what? He's the answer to what? What are the questions that Jesus is the answer to?" So I got very happy that this is my chance to witness because you know, I said because the question is asking is a very good question. That what are the questions that Jesus is the answer to? So I said, "I have." an answer for your question. Do you want to know the questions and the answers? 
Then he started swearing. It's like, you know, all the finger things. And then, and then he, he walked out. He said, I don't want to know. I said, no, no. I followed him for a few steps. And I think I got scared, so I came back. Because <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. I would like to explain to you what is the answer to. Then I realized, no, that he, was re- he was really, he was really worked up. Yes. Change of God, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> He was really worked up. But I said, if I was holding something that says, McDonald's hamburger, half price, I'll pay half for you. You pay the rest of half. He won't be angry. Yes. He won't be angry at all. But Jesus is the answer. We must make shirts. Jesus is the answer. And wear it on your university campus. Wear it. And, and let, let demons be agitated. Let demons and devils be agitated. Anybody who is agitated about the church has a devil. Yes, has a devil. Yes. You say, why do you have a large church? Why do you say you have a this? Why do you say you have a... That's, that's, that's Satan speaking. That's Satan. That's it. It's like saying to someone, why, why, why do you have a lot of hair? What should the person do? Should the person go and cut their hair? <laughs> because you were born, you were born bald. So, 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 so someone should have a lot of hair. You to turn your baldness into a fashion and give it a nickname. Say so this is M twenty five. The possibility, yes, the possibility of becoming an enemy of God and his church. Let's read the verse. Matthew 12, verse, verse 30. Okay. He says that he that is not with me is against me. Is it simple enough? And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. In other words, all he said, all these verses are saying that there's no middle ground. But there are people who are lovers of middle ground. I'm not I'm not I'm not gathering, but I'm not scattering. No, he's saying that if you are not gathering, you are scattering. not gathering, you are scattering. As soon as you take an action that is opposed to gathering, you start a scattering. You start a gathering. Like, like a shepherd. They say, I'm not a shepherd anymore. I'm not a shepherd anymore. I don't want to be a shepherd anymore. You, st- you, are, scat- you are scattering the sheep. The scripture says, strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. You say, oh no, me, I haven't said anything. I haven't said anything. But people gather around people. You are at the over, but not to watch a cricket match. You came because there's a, there's a shepherd here to share the word, to preach the word, to hear nice music, to see happy people. But there's a shepherd around. That's what caused the gathering. So when, when you say, no, I'm not involved. 
The scripture is saying that you are scattering. And you are scattering because you become lukewarm. Non-committed, non-devoted, not loyal anymore, not faithful to your Christ. It's like you become indifferent to what God called and chose you to be. If you are not with me, you are against me. You don't say what I say, it means you are saying what I'm not saying. You are in opposition. So be careful to overcome lukewarmness. Be careful that you don't become an enemy of God. That you don't go against what God is doing. What is God saying? He said, I will build. What is God doing? He said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He says that when, when Christ ascended up on high, he gave gifts to men. He gave to some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So when you are against apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, you are against God. Yes. You don't believe in somebody, say nothing. Or say nothing, do nothing. Because it takes backsliding. When you don't gather, you scatter. When you are, he said, well, if you are not with me, you are against me. Period. Stop looking, stop looking for safe ground and neutral ground. God said, I will spew you out. I will spew you out. I will spew you out. How can you be working on the university campus and, and when people are laughing at Christians, then you laugh with them? If you don't gather with me, you are scattering. If you are not with me, you are against me. We hear people talking about the first laugh, these first laugh people, that you stand there deaf mute or you even laugh. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. What has first laugh done? Are we not trying to? Are we not trying to preach the gospel? Are we not trying to get people saved and to know Jesus to have a better quality of life? And the fact that the fact that we are human beings means that we will have problems. Oh, we will have problems. I mean, once we are human, we are, we've never denied that there will be problems. Is the message helping somebody? As the person next to you that is the message helping you in any way. So make sure you do not become an enemy of God or the church. Because the church is the body of Christ. So make sure you don't become an enemy. If you are not with me, you are against. If you don't gather, you scatter. Period. And gentlemen and ladies, you know what? It's time to end the service for today. It's getting hotter and hotter. 
So I'm trying to give you a break so that you can. Do you want one more point? (laughs) Okay, sit down and I'll give you one more thing. spew me out. I pray for myself. I pray for myself that God does not spew me out. That I do not become lukewarm. I do not become indifferent. I do not become passive. Is it, isn't it not scary to see that passivity was used to kill somebody? Yes. Not a bow and arrow. Not a knife. Not a gun. Passivity was used to bring somebody Anybody who is alert and leading people, as soon as you smell passivity from a certain point, you'll make a change. Because that person can destroy that, that side of things. Because that person is not gathering with you. No, no, he's not gathering. He's scattering. He's pushing people further away, further, further away from, from, the, from the truth. Okay, I'll try and give you one, one more thing. Overcome, overcome the deceptions of prosperity. Because prosperity causes lukewarmness. Because he has some lies that he says. He has some lies. Prosperity has some lies that he tells you. That's why, that's why you, you can go to nations. Spain is one of them. France is one of them. England is one of them. One of what? One of places that you see church buildings in what they describe as a parish, which is usually about a mile radius. So you see, when you start giving birth, and you, you, you are, you're looking for a school for your child. If it's like a, a church school, a church of England school, you see that one of the questions they will, say, they will tell you, you're not in the catchment area. In other words, you're not in the basenta. Yes, you're not in the basenta or the constituency for the area. So you child can't come. Because they built the churches for the community, not large communities, so that they can be educated and also receive Christian principles. But can you believe it that you live in a country or these places that I've mentioned are places that were once upon a time forgotten. I mean that, I mean to build one, to put up one building. Hundreds of thousands of pounds. And buildings that have, that have stayed for over a hundred years. You should think about the quality. Not these recent buildings that are made of plasterboards. Yeah. When you go and go and knock on one of the walls in your house and you see, you see what it's made up of. Yes. Compared to older buildings. Prosperity kicks in. Yes. 
the wave of prosperity. Because God, God always blesses. God blesses. But when the wave of prosperity kicks in, you see then it almost becomes as though I don't need to pray. I don't need to ask God for it. I don't need to depend on anything. It's like my might and my strength has given me this wealth. Then people begin to speak that way. That because it's like I work hard. Meanwhile, God has given you the wisdom to work hard, to prosper. If when you, were, you didn't have jobs, you were praying, oh God, hey God, help me get first class. Hey God, if it, if it asks you in first day, before you went to first day, you have your eyes on where you, went, you want to work. Lord, may I get a job in this place, in this building. I'm sure you even visited the area and anointed the place with oil. You did prayer work for a job. I don't know whether you've done prayer work for souls to be saved. The prayer work for a job. Hey, Lord, this place. Canary Wolf. Lord, this is where I want to work. Lord, I don't want to work anywhere else in this city. Lord, I don't want a job in Peckham. I don't want a job in Camberwell. Oh God, I want to go to work in the DLR. I name it, I claim it, and Lord, I'm taking it. Hey God, I've done the first interview. I've been called for a second interview. Lord, you are a doer of all things. Give me favor. Lord, give me favor. And then before you get a second interview, you are called and you don't even need to come. You've got the job. Then you start dancing in your room. Something I get. <laughs> yes. Yeah, something I get. It is the Lord. Then, then when, you, when you start, then you start. First salary comes in. You've not seen some before. You say, hey, look at the starting point. The pastor doesn't even say, if you have your tie, stand to your feet. Then you are the first to stand up and say, hey. The God of wonders. Something big. It's getting bigger. Bigger and bigger. Every day. Yes, it's getting bigger every day. Second month. Six months, then now it's like you've gone higher again. You say, hey, <laughs> prosperity is coming. And as the prosperity is coming, demand on you is also increasing. You can't, you can't choose a day for God. Now you've given everything. You, you, are, you, are, you are now serving you are now serving the thing that has been created more than the creator yes giving yourself your time do, but it's like you know now I have prospered you don't even pray you used to wake up I mean, you used to be there before flow starts you are like the starter of flow
see why I didn't want to start this course. You see, the scripture says that, the scripture says that, he that loveth silver will not be satisfied with silver. That's what the Bible says. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. Nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. So when you set, you know, when you set, what you love is what you set your heart on. So when you set your heart on silver, silver will never satisfy you. All silver will say to you is that, come and get more of me. Come and get more of me. The more of me you get, the better you'll be. Come and get more of me. Stop everything. Sacrifice everything. Don't, do, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time on this God you say he's the one who blessed you with, with whatever you have. Don't. Come after me. Come after me. It's amazing that what, what the scripture compares God with is not the devil. It's not the devil. That if anything will take your heart and your time in your worship, in your adoration, in your admiration, in your heart and your soul, if anything would take it away from God, it's not the devil. It's wealth. It's wealth. So those of you are becoming wealthy. God, you, you, you should become wealthy. Becoming wealthy, you are passing exams. You are qualifying. You are getting jobs. Where you have dreamt to work, that's where you are, you are working. Please, please remember the scriptures. You know the scriptures. It says that you cannot serve God and mammon. Decide, decide now that this day or this time is for God. Nobody can touch it. And you even be more blessed. Oh, yes. You are rather cutting your blessings short by saying that it's, like it's meaningless. And you see these nations that I, 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 said, I said to you, they've all drifted from God. They've all drifted. But I'm, that was the point I was making. They served God till prosperity came in. When they prospered, they served during the time of the war, after the war, they served God. I mean, they served God. Because when I go there, I see buildings, I see church buildings. At, the tourist attractions of all these places are cathedrals. Cathedrals. But today, what do they do? They have other parades. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even have time for God to say that we are doing an antichrist match or we are against God. No, 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 no. They have followed the flesh so much that the perversions of the flesh has kicked into its foot to its max. That's what you see there. You know, it's like, it's like God. It's like, it's like, is there a God? They don't even. They, they are not. They are not people who are even like we are against God or we are against Christ. No, we are living. We are living. There are real people who are against the Son of God. There are real. There are real people in real religions. That are against God and against against no against Christ. That God has a son. No, they say don't don't talk like that. But these other people, no, they don't they don't even care. God has, has a son, has a nephew, has a niece. They don't even care. Anything the flesh can do, the flesh. And when you start prospering, that's when you say, I can afford this. I can eat. I can drink. 
I can be this. That's what, that's what uh, Jesus told us about the rich man. He said, I'm now I, I'll say to my soul, soul, eat, drink, be merry, be happy. Parties. Now you see, we're into parties and celebrations. Not by center meeting. Not choir rehearsal. No convention. No, 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 no time for God anymore. Celebrations, celebrations, celebrations. Is anybody giving me that verse that Jesus spoke about? I built a barn, I made it bigger. It's my last verse. I, I closed 15 minutes ago. You told me to preach more. Me, I'd finish for the day. This point was for next week. So now that you've taken next week, I have to move to the week after. What? Luke chapter 12. Who is there? Who is there today? Luke 12. No, 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 no. Start from the beginning of that story. Let me read it. And um, in the meantime, no, you've gone too far. Verse 13. Luke 12, 13. Okay. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother. Why is the room so hot? That he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? Keep going. 15. And he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Okay. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Have you seen this very phrase, Luke 12, 15? But that's what we boast in. That's what we boast in. We boast in first class, 2-1, where we work, the job we've got, the qualification we've got. I mean, I'm so happy that I'm educated, so I can say this. If I was not educated, I can't say all this, because it looks as though I'm jealous. <laughs> I finished the university over 33 years ago. Yes, over 33 years. I usually say over 30, but I realize I have to qualify it properly. Yes, over 33 years ago is when I did. So it's not that. Go to uni. No, go to uni. <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> no, but you see, we boast in our qualifications, in our earthly achievements. We boast in the houses we have bought and we can buy. And the cars we drive. But the Bible says that that is not your life. 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 It's like you are lying in the hospital, you need blood transfusion. And the nurses have set up custard on you to give you custard, to put custard into your veins. When you need blood. So as you are there as a Christian. And you pride. You have let go of everything you ever believed in. You are hanging by the flesh of your teeth. That you are, at least you call yourself a Christian. But everything you, your values have changed. <laughs> the scripture is saying that your life 
does not consist in the abundance of things you possess. The, the number, the number of um, cars. I was going to say the number of wives, but it doesn't apply. So what is your life? What is your life? Your life is Jesus. Him crucified. Serving him. Following him. Obeying him. That is your life. Your life is not this. This is not the life. So as these things are coming, be careful that it doesn't make you lukewarm. Because you are not lukewarm because you are offended. The people will get offended and they become lukewarm. Nobody has offended you. Nobody even knows you. Yes. Yes. You are not just, nobody has offended. You see, when you are not married, you look very humble. Not married. Yes. When you don't have a child, you look very humble. Not married. Now I have a child, so I don't have time. See, sir, your possessions are increasing. Now you've bought a place. Hey, now we own a place. We own a place. What's the postcode? HQ41. <laughs> Guys, you know, I think I have to end. No, because I can continue. The verses and the windows are flooding in my head, which can take another hour. Yes, yeah, so I have to stop. Yes. So, if you agree that I have to stop and continue next week, stand to your feet. If you, <laughs> no, this is called rebellion. <laughs> stand to your feet and let's close off. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you want to pray for yourself. How many of you would like to be blessed by God? Oh, I feel, I feel God will bless you. And God will prosper you. You will get, get good jobs. You get nice jobs. Your, your, your first class and your two one is not going to be for nothing. You will, you will land good jobs. But I feel God is telling you that these, these are the things that can also make you lukewarm. So as you get blessed, still be hot for God. Still be hot for God. Make a prayer for yourself to the Lord. As you bless me, may I not become lukewarm. May I not become lukewarm. Make that prayer for yourself. Make that prayer for yourself. Everybody pray. Everybody, including first timers. At the back, in the front, in the middle, on the sides, wherever you are. Make that prayer. Make that prayer.
for the strength of the Holy Spirit. The fire of the Holy Spirit to be burning in you. Burning in you. To keep you alive and alert. Pray for it. Pray for it. Pray for God to show you your backslidden state. If you are backslidden. That is no man that is saying you are backslidden. Pray for the spirit to show you. That I am not where I am supposed to be. Help me Lord. Help me Lord. Help me Lord. Save me Lord. Save me Lord. Save me oh God. Save me oh God. Save me oh God. Save me oh God. for ourselves. Let's pray for ourselves that God as we walk with you, as we serve you, as you lead us Lord, we don't want to become lukewarm. We don't want to become lukewarm. We don't want to become kingdom rejects. Spiritual rejects. Help us Lord. Help us Lord. To stay alive. Stay alive in you, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. We pray for the help of the Spirit, Lord. Ali Batisha Tili Miloma Sastafaya. Ali Vitoli Andelebe Sibasosa. Ali Mikoyandelebe Kapatasaya. Mala madoli mi kapata saya. Mali malo mashandele mi kapata ya. Paridoli no shandala bakapaya. Pray that your eyes shall see. That your idols, the people you admire, you follow, shall not be backslidden people. People who have rejected what God called them to be. Pray that your eyes shall see. Your eyes shall see. The prosperity will not bounce you off from serving God. Success will not take you away from being zealous for Christ. Zealous for God. The blessings, the blessings will not take you away from God. But you even go deeper with Him. Deeper and closer. Deeper and closer, deeper and closer. Ah, nali mashandele mi kapata saya, mali mi kala matapata fiata, pala badoli mi kapata labadi bastaya, pali bata labadi li mi kapapa paya, pala badi li mi kapusa staya, kala badi ne 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 li paya di li mi kapala bakapataya. Malua, Malua, Maria Talabashima Kataya. Serving God, serving the Lord, serving the Lord, serving the Lord. That you will serve Him, you will serve Him, you will 
by your mercies. Bring us back on course, Lord, to serve you with strength, with love, and with zeal, and with passion. Give us back that passion, Lord. We pray for that passion that it will come back again to us. Thank you, O God. Thank you for mighty servants, anointed servants, gifted servants, servants that love you unto death, Lord. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing and for your help. In Jesus' name I pray. Now I want to pray for you. Still in prayer. If you are here, every, every eye closed, every head bowed, you are here. Somebody invited you to church. Somebody invited you to church. Or you've been coming to church, but deep in your heart, you feel far from God. You don't understand all these Jesus things we are talking about. Or you have understood it, but you've lost it. Today, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to come to God. I do not want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to serve God. I want to live for God. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you are here like that, say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to serve God. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, I want to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see all your hands. Yes, keep it up. Keep it up. Pastor, pray with me. Keep it up. Don't put it down. Yes. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Today is my day. I want this God you've spoken about. I want him. I want him in my life. Just your right hand. Don't feel shy. Don't feel shy. Don't change your mind. Don't feel shy. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. It's God that is calling you. It's the love of God that is drawing you. That is drawing you this evening. It's God's love. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. God bless you. If you lifted up your hand. Lift up your hand. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here. Yes, come. Come out of your seat. Come to me right here. Come. 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 Yes. Come. You lift up your hand. Come. Come from all over the place. From everywhere, anywhere. You lift up your hand. Come. Come. God bless you. Come. Come. I'm waiting for you.
come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Whatever is drawing you is the love of God. It's the love of God. Whatever is drawing you is the love of God. It's God's love that is drawing you. Come now. Come now. Come now. Let's bow our heads and pray. Yes. Okay, let's bow our heads and pray. I want every eye closed, every head bowed. And I want you to say this prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Repeat after me. Say it as a prayer. I'm only giving you the words. You say it to God. He's listening and can hear you. And say it out. Don't think it. Say it. Say it. So say after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I stand before you today. I am a sinner. Please forgive me for all the sins and for the many mistakes I have made. Please forgive me. I am sorry for all the sins I have committed. Please have mercy on me. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus died for my sins and he rose up on the third day now say Lord Jesus please come into my heart please come into my life be the Lord of my life say thank you Father for accepting me today for making me a child of yours Please write my name in the book of life. Say, Father, I thank you for loving me, for choosing me, for saving me, for bringing me to church today. Thank you, Father, for loving me so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for them, Lord. May they be established in you. May they be strong in you. May they stay in you, O God. May they stay in you. Thank you, Father, for your great and mighty blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. We have some gifts for you. I want you to receive the gifts. somebody in the train station. Yeah, yes. It's a blessing. Ah, yes. Now, can you see the lady here waving? Yes. She wants to talk to you briefly, you know. So, if you could please go this way with her. Keep your hand up so they can see you. She'll talk to you briefly, then you come back to your seat. So, you can go this way. Yes. Yes. It's a long queue. You can't stop clapping now. Jesus died for them. And you are only being asked to clap. 
Don't get lukewarm on your carpet. Jesus came from heaven to come and die. You are only being asked to clap for a cue to go out of the home. You better do it well. Do it well. Amazing. You know, I keep feeling in my heart to pray for some people. If you are here, you feel backslidden. You know, you backslidden. It's like you are not what you used to be. You are not what you used to be. I want you to close your eyes and just lay your hands on your chest. I want to pray for you wherever you are, you feel backstage and you feel you are not what you used to be. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Father, these are your children. These are your children. I pray for the Holy Spirit. I pray, give them the spirit of fire to stir them up again. To stir them up again. Let them become zealous for you. Strong in you. Let them speak for you, Lord. Answer for you, Lord. Even argue for you, O oh God. Let them preach your gospel. Teach your gospel, Lord. I pray all these that are saying, Lord, that they've lost a fire they used to have. May that fire be restored. May that love be restored. May revelation be restored. May revelation be restored. When they read the scriptures, may they see and understand, oh God, your wonders and your instructions. Let it come back, Lord. Let it come back, Lord. Let it come back, Lord. Let revelation come back to your people, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of restoration, Lord, of zeal and love for you. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise and I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm restored. Beautiful. Take your communion. Let's receive our communion quickly. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Sing it, guys. Way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to Lord, may it bring strength, 
May it bring healing. Thank you, Father, for the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Eat it. precious blood that washes away our sins. But oh Lord, we stand under the blood once again. And we say, may our sins be washed away. May we receive mercy. May our covenant with the blood of Jesus be restored. Cover us, oh God. Shield us from curses. Shield us from sicknesses and diseases. Cover us, O oh Lord, with the blood of Jesus. We believe in the blood. We receive the blood today for life and for strength. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Now receive your blessing. Lift your hands for your blessing. Lift your hand. I see somebody in a race. You are not in the front. But by the power of God, you are moving to, towards the front now. Receive grace to catch up with what is ahead of you. May the Lord bless you with a catching up spirit. Grace to catch up. Grace to make it. Grace to be out there in the front. And be above and not beneath. You shall be the first and not the last. Let me hear your loudest amen. Anyone who is last, the Lord lift you from the last position and move you forward in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And those watching on the internet, the Lord bless you and move you to the front of the line. I see in the realm of the spirit you are being moved to the front. There's somebody at the back. God is moving you to the front. From the back to the front. From the back to the front. You were last but you'll be first. You are not chosen but you'll be chosen. You are not seen but you'll be seen. You are not known but you'll be known. You are nowhere but you'll be somewhere. Receive the blessing of the Lord. From this day May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bless you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let me hear your loudest amen. by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Have a blessed week.